the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Let's seek God and we pray that he'll grow our faith, right, in order to make a difference in this world, to impact the world. So pray with me. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we love you and thank you and praise you and worship you, Lord. And Father, we need the power of your Spirit in order to impact this world. We need the power of your spirit to impact ourselves so that we can impact the world. And so we ask, Lord, that you would pour out your spirit on us and that we would see tremendous miracles, signs, and wonders because you have anointed us to bring the good news to the afflicted. Amen? And so, Father, I pray, Lord, that you will uh, touch us, strengthen us, encourage us, bless us as we seek your face, Lord, as we seek your face. So I pray in the name of Yeshua that you would anoint this broadcast and that we would truly uh, be able to make a difference. In the name of Yeshua, I pray. Amen and amen. Okay, well, before we begin, let me mention a few things to consider. Most of you have friends who are Jewish. How about coming to our services and bringing those friends? We're in St. Pete and South Tampa, Wesley Chapel, Riverview. We have congregations in each of those locations. Check our website to find times and directions. You can just go to shereshdavid.org. That's S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. And since our services are on Friday or Saturday, we don't compete with your church services. We love visitors, and our heart is to see all people, but especially Jewish people, come to know Yeshua. 
If you feel that this program blesses you, I'd also ask that you would help us financially as it costs money to be to produce this radio program and be on the air. So we would appreciate it. And of course, uh, I would mention to you that the spring feasts are coming soon, and this is a great time to invite our speakers, our rabbis, to come and speak at your church or at um, even a Bible study. And if you would speak to your pastor about doing that, encouraging them, we would love to speak at your church. So uh, call us, please. For more information about us, call Karen at 813-831-5673, or you could email me with your thoughts or questions at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. So I've been saying that it's a new year, a new decade, and I'm sure we're all praying that it's going to be a great, great year in a great decade. And as I mentioned to you over the past few weeks, I really feel that the Lord wants us to concentrate on miracles and faith. And I believe that God will pour out those miracles as we apply our faith and we strengthen our faith and in the areas of health and emotions and relationships and finances and our circumstances. And uh, I, I believe um, that faith is the understanding of the sovereignty of God and that he is in control, yet we continue to pray because God has given us hope. People who don't have hope in a situation get angry and vicious. And we don't want to be them, do we? <laughs> but today, I'm going to talk about a problem that is in our country, and that, and and how we as people of faith and people of the Bible uh, could help solve that problem. Now, obviously, uh, the problem is. Well, I guess it's well exhibited by our politicians. It's not only our politicians, uh, but we need to have unity. We need to be civil. We need to follow God's plan of morality. And we see concerning unity that Genesis 11.6, when talking about the Tower of Babel, Adonai said, look, the people are one, and all of them have the same languages, so this is what they have begun to do. Now, nothing they plan to do will be impossible. Well, right now, in our Senate and our Congress, everything is impossible because there's so little unity, right? And, um, but we as believers... Are we in unity? And so I would ask you to see if, if maybe they can't do it, but we can. We can be in unity, and then everything's possible for us. In Genesis one thirty three, God says, if we're in unity, we will receive blessings. In John 17, Yeshua prays that we would be one so the world would know Yeshua. In Ephesians 2.15, God says he will create one new man from two groups, the Jews and the Gentiles. And 
an example of not being in unity and not following authority is found in number 16. It says in verse 31, As soon as he finished saying all these things, the ground split under them. The earth opened its mouth and swallowed them, along with their households, all of Korah's people and all their possessions. They went down alive in Sheol, and they and everything that was theirs. The earth closed over them, and they were gone from among the community. Look, uh, God is serious about us seeking to be in unity. It makes sense, look, that that we can't be effective if we're going to be fighting amongst ourselves, right? In the New Covenant, there's so many teachers teachings about unity. I mean, 1 Corinthians 10 and 1 Peter 3, 8 and Philippians 2, 2 and many other places. I, I love Col- Colossians 3, 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people... Okay, you and I are chosen, right? Okay, let's continue. Holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with tender compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord pardoned you, so also you must pardon others. But above all, these things put on love, which is the bond of perfect harmony or unity. So above all, right? When it says above all, that puts it at top importance. These put on this this love which produces unity. And that's what we need in our country. We need that kind of dedication to the love of God and the love of man that we will be in unity even when we disagree. So as we look at what's going on in our country, especially as we look at the politicians, since they're on the main stage, we see all this anger and division. Imagine if our politicians took seriously the Bible. I mean, Ephesians 4.30 and 32 says this, Do not grieve the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and quarreling and slander, along with all malice. Instead, be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God and Messiah also forgave you. Look, this is something that people of all stripes, so to speak, have to learn. And if we refuse to learn it, we are going to be in rough shape. Our country is going to go down the tubes. And and who to better teach this lesson than people who are believers? So, people of faith, you and me, how should we react to the political climate uh, climate in our country? How should we react to the society and the things that we see and the darkness that we see? Well, number one, I would ask, should we bury our head in the sand? Well, I don't think that would be a good idea. Should we throw our shoes at the TV set? 
Well, that might be how we feel, but I don't think that would work. Should we give our opinions on Facebook? I'd be pretty careful there. Should we tell our friends and everyone we talk to the truth? (laughs) Well, it depends how we say it, right? Because the truth, in in our sense, is is an opinion, and our friends might have other opinions, and how are we going to stop from fighting and arguing and, and all of this stuff? Now, there are two things that I would say, if you keep these two things in mind, day after day, you will be in good shape. Number one, people of faith have to pray. And you know I talk about prayer all the time. Number two, people should engage in what, with people and, and situations without losing the light that we are to be to the community without losing our light, right? I believe that prayer is a key. So when you pray, a couple thoughts. Don't pray your agenda. It gets me so upset when I'm in a prayer meeting and somebody is praying against the Democrats or against the Republicans. Or I don't believe that's God's heart. God wants to see the power of his spirit fall on both Republicans and Democrats alike, right? He wants them revived, filled with his spirit, and directed by him. And so our prayers should be about revival. Our prayers should be about people hearing the words of God and following the words of God, not our our own agendas. Um, It's important to speak to people about what you believe and why. I, I certainly agree with that. It's important to use social media, but you've got to use it in a godly manner. And it's important to get involved in politics If believers don't, who should? What are the keys of being involved in the world as you seek to make a difference? Well, I'll give you six six keys. Civility, number one. And I talk about civility. What is civility? Civility is when you're polite, when you're courteous, and when you show respect in your behavior and your speech. Even when you disagree, even when the other person is rude, and even when you think the other opinion is ludicrous. Imagine what it would be like if our politicians were civil. However, it is amazing when someone pushes our button how quickly we lose our civility in order to win or to prove that we're right. I can think of a disagreement going on between two people in our congregation right now. It's far from civil. That means that one or both of the people have put themselves first, and they've put God second. Imagine how different their discussion would be if they put God first. Their discussion would include the fruits of the Spirit rather than the dividing weapons of Hasatan. Somebody else emailed me this week and 
excuse me, and said, how do I respond to this person who, who said they're uh, a prophet? And I said, well, don't respond. If you don't feel they're a prophet, what good is it going to be to argue what is a prophet, who is a prophet, what do prophets do, and all that stuff? It's, it just isn't going to bring any benefits. And when we speak, it is always good to think, especially when we're in sticky situations, what is the benefit of what I'm about to say? Is there a purpose? So civility is number one. Number two, morality. Decide to do the right things even when... It seems to hurt yourself, but we've got to do the right things. We have to be the purveyor of rightness, of righteousness, right? That's what morality is all about. Three, we have to be humble. Uh, look, the people who are going to be talking to us probably are going to be know-it-alls, arrogant, and, and we can't be like that. We have to be humble. What does humility mean? It means putting others' feelings ahead of your own. If you put other people's feelings ahead of your own, you are going to be polite. You are going to speak morality. You're going to speak in, in a way that is, is, is uh, worthy of God. Number four. You need to have empathy. You have to... Uh, have the ability to understand the feelings of others to the point where you can feel what they feel. That's what empathy is. You can feel what they feel. And once you feel that way, you're going to have a nicer way of coming back at them on a difficult discussion because you understand, you feel what they're feeling. You empathize, right? Number five, we need to be honorable. Look, you will follow God's honor code, and so people will be able to trust you. Even if they disagree with you, they will say, you know, I don't agree, but this person is honorable. Honorable. You know who I think of when I think of uh, these characteristics? I think of Dr. Michael Brown, when you've heard him talk on the radio, when you've heard him in debates, if you've ever heard one of it. I think he does a really good job of keeping his light. The sixth thing, which I think for me is the most difficult of these keys to keeping our light in, in difficult situations, is to be patient. <laughs> the ability to accept or tolerate delays or problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious, I, you know, you might call that being patient. I call it a being a, having a miracle. <laughs> Because that, to me, is so, so difficult. But I believe that people don't want to uh, get involved because these six things that I've mentioned are so difficult. That it, it, it's hard. It's hard work to be nice. 
I mean, I, I don't know how to put it in a different way. It's hard work to be nice. You have to think about it. You have to be ready for the zingers into your heart. You, you have to know that whatever comes your way, you are a servant of the living God, and that is how you are going to be. You're going to be civil, moral, humble, empathetic, honorable, and patient. And, and and show love at all times. Now, you know, I, some people ask, well, since I'm right, can't I just tell people the truth and not worry about the rest? The answer is no. <laughs> Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, let me just say, if you just want to tell the truth and not worry about these fruits of the Spirit, then what you're saying is you want to throw out the Spirit. Do you want to throw out the Spirit of God from your conversation? (sighs) Okay. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. However, you might also ask, should believers really be involved? There was a time in history, in the history of Israel, that only people that Moses picked and thought were worthy could rule over others. We see it in Exodus 18.21. But you should seek out capable men of all the people, men who fear God, men of truth, men who hate bribery. Appoint them to be rulers over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Let them judge the people all the time. Then let every major case be brought to you, but every minor case they can judge for themselves. Make it easier for yourself as they bear the burden with you. Okay, so we we see here that this was a government forming. And think of how many bad kings created havoc for Israel because they were not walking with the Lord. Look, society is trying to turn everything upside down. Society says separation between church and state. What that was supposed to mean is that the state cannot rule over the church. It never was supposed to mean that believers should not be involved with politics. Imagine... Should we have only atheists running our country? Should that be the prerequisite for a politician to be an atheist? Oh, I hope not. Well, you know, uh, I am running out of time here, so uh, I will pick this up next week. There are a couple things I just want to mention to you. And that is that, again, we're really hoping that you bring, that you come to our services, but you bring Jewish people or any people who are not believers. And, and uh, we'd love to have an opportunity to uh, touch them with the power of God's Spirit. We're in St. Pete, South Tampa, Wesley Chapel, uh, Riverview. Check out our website. 
uh, find our times and directions. We're at shoreshdavid.org. And uh, since our services are on Friday and Saturday, we're not competitive with your church service. Uh, we love visitors. Our heart is to see people come to know Yeshua. If you feel this program blesses you, we'd appreciate a blessing back with finances to help us pay for the radio program. Also, um, we'd love to come to your church or to your Bible study and speak and teach about the spring feasts and the different things coming up. So please, would you ask your pastor to uh, call us, encourage them, okay? And I also have a number of free resources to help your prayer life. Uh, for these and any kind of other information, call Karen, 813-831-5673, or email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. I pray that this broadcast touched your heart, and may your faith grow so that your desire would be to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah. Yeshua HaMashiach Lion of Judah The God of Israel